Hear that? Believe it or not, summer is just around the corner. Luckily, Armorall, America's most trusted auto appearance brand, has what your car needs to get that perfect summer shine. Plus, now through May 31st, we'll give you $5 for every 20 you spend on Armorall products. That means car wash pods, protectant, tire shine, you name it. Find out how to get your $5 rebate at armorall.com. Armorall, less work, more clean. Terms apply. Welcome to Pit Pass Moto, the show that keeps you up to speed on the latest in motorcycling and brings the biggest names in motorcycle racing right to you. I'm Dave Selecki, and this week we have MA Stock 1000 winner Jake Lewis as our guest. Moto America, the home of AMA Superbike Championship featuring 190 mile per hour superbikes, is the official sponsor of Pit Pass Moto. Moto America, the official AMA road racing series for North America, is at MotoAmerica.com. Tickets, info, and complete 2021 schedule at MotoAmerica.com tickets. King of the Baggers returns in 2021 for three rounds, and it was a huge success in 2020 with millions of video views and social impressions and news stories. It's unbelievable V-Twin racing at Road Atlanta, Road America, and Laguna Seca. Go to MotoAmerica.com for more info on registration, rules, and tickets for King of the Baggers. Follow Moto America on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. So with us on the phone today, we've got uh, PJ Doran talking to us about the race events this past weekend at Moto America. PJ, what's going on, bud? Oh, I am working my way home, sadly, because that was probably the most singular fun I've ever had at a road racing event. Moto America and Road America just put on an incredible, incredible show. The weather was could not have been better. Good friends. And amazing racing all weekend long. Um, the highlight for me personally was definitely Jake Lewis's race in the Stock 1000 class. And it was just incredible to be at the podium after that monumentous win. It was cool to see Jake really hit his stride one and get a whole bunch of confidence back that he absolutely has earned through a career of road racing. That was just one of the highlights. There were so many things out there, Dave. The King of the Baggers racing was insane. Uh, Tommy Boy, our contributor, Tommy Boy Halverson, and I went and watched uh, Saturday morning warm-up, King of the Baggers, and we saw them line up at pit out. They were getting ready to take the track for a warm-up session, and one Tyler O'Hara and one Danny Eslick banged saddlebags all the way from pit out to turn one. And uh, I think somebody forgot to tell them it wasn't the race. It was a warm-up session. So it was pretty, it was pretty awesome. Seeing stuff like that all weekend was, was incredible. A bunch of the baggers wheelied pretty much all the way to turn one. The crowds were amazing. It's the most crowded I've seen a road race since pre-08. Honestly, um, I've been going to Road America that long since the early 2000s and this had a pre-2008 vibe intensity and crowd size it was impressive it was a good sign it made me feel good to know there are this many people who want to be out here watching this it was really cool so big news out of that king of the baggers race was harley davidson taking some wins and not only that lead in the points for the season in the three race series pretty cool stuff yeah it was it was incredible uh i hung out with tyler defending champ 
winner of the first King of the Baggers race this year. Sadly, he had a DNF, but he was in it right there t- until uh, he had some issues towards the end. We have yet to find out what those issues were. I'm sure we'll talk to him, but the series is now an open contest. Harley was very obviously putting some effort into this. They do not want to just give away yet another form of racing to a direct competitor in Indian. They do not want to do that. They brought out some hired guns. Again, I mentioned Danny Eslick. They brought in some very fast riders. They were being referred to jokingly throughout the crowds and groups of motorcyclists I talked to as Harley brought some blockers in and it's going to be a heads up race now. And it turned into one. So it was really cool to watch the race just see the hype that was going around it too and the their practice sessions and it's startling startling how fast those bikes are i mean they're making real horsepower they've trimmed them down to very little weight they are proper racing machines going into five the downhill high speed you know fastest point on the track because it's downhill top gear and then your 90 degree turn to go up a hill the amount of movement under those riders was insane. They have got legendary amounts of courage, Dave. <laughs> yeah, I would say there's something unnatural about seeing those bikes slide around the track. Now, switching gears, uh, I know your guy, Jake, just had an outstanding weekend. Two wins on the weekend and all for a new race team for him, I thought was great. But also in Superbike, Jake Gagne doing the double. How about that? that? That just had to be so cool to see live. It was, and his dominance in particularly, and I remember it most clearly yesterday, race two, the guy just, he was away after one lap. You know, you got the starting line where you're stationary, and it seemed by the time he made it halfway around the track, he had a meaningful lead, which great news for Jake Gagne, not such great news for anybody racing against him because he pulled the whole shot and was untouchable. He's clearly found another gear this year that was awesome to watch happen get a and to do the double the guys clearly uh he and his team are hooked up and working the way teams want to work when everything's going right it was pretty sweet i I look forward to watching honestly uh, a bunch of this on um moto america live plus i want to rewatch. they have jumbotrons thankfully scattered throughout the facility there in uh, wisconsin but you lose, you lose track every once in a while, and, and you're constantly back and forth from the jumbo to here they come and do their flyby of wherever you're spectating from. I look forward to watching some of the racing because the weather was so good that no one had the excuse of my setup or my tires or whatever wasn't quite right. It was exactly the same Saturday and Sunday as it was Friday. So all the teams had it figured out as best they could, you know, how to set up a bike. We did see a few accidents. Fortunately, nothing tragic that we we witnessed. And it it was a great weekend of racing. Just the number of people there was shattering. It was was awesome. You know, you couldn't go anywhere and not be surrounded by motorcycle race fans. So there you go, folks. There's your live feed and data from the race this last weekend, Moto America. Thank you, PJ, for coming on and talking to us about what went on over the weekend and uh, we look forward to more this year man me too thank you moto america for putting on the greatest racing in our country right now uh, i can't wait to get up to brainerd that's the next one and i'll be there sounds great man thanks for the report pj this week's pit pass trivia question is who was known as Mr. Daytona, the five-time winner of the Daytona 200 race event, and for bonus points, 
what motorcycle brand did he finish his career riding? More on that after our interview with Jake Lewis. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. We would like to welcome back to Pit Pass Moto, Moto America racer and current points leader in Stock 1000 class, Jake Lewis. Welcome to the show, Jake. Appreciate you coming on today, man. Yeah, thanks for having me on. Uh, it's the day after a good win, so it's always nice to be driving home uh, a winner. It feels good. Yeah, absolutely. Congrats on your results last weekend. That was awesome, man. And uh, our guy, PJ, is he's not on the show with us today, but uh, boy, is he excited about your weekend, too. So. Just got off the phone with him, and he's just ecstatic. So tell us about the weekend, how things went, man. Just play-by-play uh, play if you could. Yeah, man, it was honestly, uh, I wouldn't say a tough weekend, but it was definitely interesting. You know, uh, the Stock 1000 races this year have been super close and competitive, and honestly, there's probably six guys that could win on a on a given weekend, and uh, I think I qualified fourth. But, you know, the Superbike race on Saturday, because uh, we do the Superbike Cup as well, so learned a lot with the team and the bike during that race that helped us for the stock race yesterday. And, uh, that was our main goal to try to win the stock race or at least be fighting for the win and, uh, made, made a lot of changes on Saturday night. And on Sunday, you know, the race was really good. Uh, unfortunately the race got red flag, but it, it helped me out a lot because I got a bad start before the red flag and was all the way back. in I think sixth place, but a pretty good ways back. And especially with how short the races are, it would have been tough making it up to the front, but after the red flag, I got a really good start and just put my head down and chased down Jeff, made a good clean pass on him and just kept charging and ended up winning, I think, by second and a half or so. So it was, it was a good day and uh, good for the points for sure. Each round, it just seems like your team is getting better and better. I mean, Atlanta go 4-4, Virginia 1-2, you're climbing up the ladder. And then this weekend, it really kind of hooked together and, and everything was in sync. I bet you kind of wish it was two rounds this last weekend instead of just the one, but that's the way things go. And it's, it's great. You guys are really making a, a run of it. You know, working with the Altus team has got to be a, a fun experience just based on their, their record over the years. What's that been like for you this year as a kind of a brand new team for you to get used to? Yeah, for sure. You know, the whole Altus motorsports team is uh, really good. And, you know, I've had a good relationship with George ever since I signed with the guys, but even, you know, dating back to last year, uh, they kept in touch with me, you know, even when Cam was riding for them, uh, hope an opportunity would come up for this year. And luckily it did, you know, and we saw the results with Cam and that team last year. And that was our whole goal this off season and going into this year was to be battling and fighting for wins and uh, try to bring them another championship to go back to back for the team uh, would be huge. And, and the, just the relationship with the team, you know, it's a, it's a smaller team and it's just kind of like a family atmosphere. So it's really good and kind of laid back, not super big pressure uh, to perform like 
you know, obviously we, we want to win every race, but it's not like I'm going to come in and get yelled at for not winning, you know. So uh, I love riding for the team. The Suzuki's really good. You know, I, me being a bigger guy, I fit on the, the bike really well. And just it's been a fun go so far. And I think we're only going to get better, you know, start carrying the momentum now that, like you said, at Virginia, I went one, two. And then here winning this weekend, it looks like I already have a little bit of a nice points gap in the stock class which is nice honestly didn't even know i had almost a full race now which will which will be uh pretty helpful yeah for sure sitting on a very respectable 96 points this many rounds in is great great news and tough competition too in that class so it's it's really great to see come together for you really excited i'm kind of curious we've talked in the past i know you you like to play off road and do those things are there uh, i'm, I'm going to ask kind of tongue-in-cheek are there team orders to lay off the dirt bikes for a while or do you still get to get out and play or no? Yeah, honestly, there's not really any team orders. I mean, obviously, uh, I know I'm not going to go out there and do anything stupid. For me, it's it's hard to stay off the dirt bike. You know, it's it's a great training and it keeps me in shape for the road races. You know, unfortunately, road racing, it's not like we get to go out and test and ride a street bike every day like you can on a dirt bike. But for now, you know, I'm not going to do any more woods races this summer, even though I would love to, but it's just kind of too risky at this point. I mean, I have a track at my house now, so uh, it's ride a, a turn track, and it has a couple of jumps. So JD Beach and myself ride two, three times a week, uh, either at my house or at his his track. So definitely not going to stay off the dirt bikes, but uh, you know I can't go out there and push as hard as I was last summer. You know, last summer I was doing the full time woods racing, and then even in the winter, and I got pretty fast. But going that fast in the woods is it's pretty scary, and the risk is uh, definitely higher. Yeah, I don't blame you. And that's, you mentioned JD Beach. Now, I know you've done some flat tracking in, in the past and in the mix with road racing. Is there any plans for that this season? Anything uh, in mind? As far as right now, no, because, you know, road racing will be pretty busy. You know, we only have just this weekend off and then uh, we go out to the Ridge and then Laguna. And then, you know, it's definitely when you're in a points championship and just focusing on that is uh, my goal. And unfortunately, you know, I don't even have a flat track bike right now. So, it's kind of not going to work out as far as doing any dirt tracks. So yeah, just do the road racing stuff this year. And then in the wintertime, get back with the hair scrambles again. So the Ridge is kind of a new venue for Moto America. They've uh, just come on board recently. What uh, what do you think of the the tracks this year? And do you have any favorites in the in the mix of tracks in Moto America? I mean, honestly, I'm super excited to go to the Ridge because I've never uh, been there before. So uh, it'll be new for me as well. And uh, never been even to that part of the United States. So It'll be cool, you know, to go out there and check it out. And after that, we have Laguna, and Laguna is one of my favorite tracks. You know, I had a big 600 win back back in 2014. That was kind of like my biggest win, you know, to kind of put my name even more out there. And uh, I really like that track. I like Pittsburgh. That's coming up. I mean, we have a few good tracks that are a little bit more tight and technical, which will even play more in our favor, I feel like. So that's your that's your preferred. You like the tight technical courses over maybe the bigger bigger courses. Yeah, for sure. You know, I feel like that this plays into my favor. You know, just being more of a technical rider, especially with my size and being taller. You know, I can move the bike around a lot better with with the long legs, and uh, I'm really strong on the brakes, which which helped me this weekend. You know, this weekend the Suzuki's fast, but you know the new Honda's good, the BMW's fast, and I thought we were going to struggle more than we did this weekend, and fortunately we uh, came out with a win, so that was huge for for the team and myself. And like I said, I just feel like the momentum from here is just going to just keep going, and uh, you know coming up to some tracks that I like and. Also, I want to win, and that's uh, all I've been thinking about and want to do. 
which is all great news for you and bad news for the competition for sure. And we're, we, we couldn't be more excited for you. I think it's uh, really shaping up to be a great season, outstanding weekend at, at Road America this last weekend. So really, really excited for you, Jake. And thanks again for joining us as we wrap up here. We're kind of running out of time, unfortunately. But uh, if there are people that have helped you along this year and that you want to give a shout out to, now would be the time to do it. Yeah, for sure. Just got to say a big thank you to the Altus Motorsports team. You know, they kind of saved my career and gave me the opportunity to get back in the paddock this year. So big hats off to those guys, George and Jeanette Nassani over there, my crew chief, Eric Gray, M4 Exhaust, Tucker Rocky, uh, Rye Helmets, Cortec Leathers, my personal sponsors, Rock Clune International and Service Tools and Plastics. Uh, without them, I wouldn't be uh, racing this year. So big thank you. And a great long list of sponsors. Make sure everybody go check them out. These are great helpers and uh, participants in the sport. So, Jake, thanks again for being with us today, man. We appreciate it. Yeah, thanks for having me on, guys. We'd like to thank Jake Lewis for being with us today on the show. This week's Pit Pass trivia question was, who is known as Mr. Daytona, the five-time winner of the Daytona 200 race event? And for bonus points, what motorcycle brand did he finish his career on? The answer is, of course, Scott Russell, who was known as Mr. Daytona for his five wins, dominating performances in 1992, 94, 95, 97, and 1998. His last race, unfortunately, in 2001, ended poorly on Ducati where he was rear-ended on the racetrack and had some bad injuries. So I think at that point, he just finally decided to uh, hang up his hat and call it a career. Upcoming events, we've got AMA Outdoor Motocross at High Point Raceway, Mount Morris, Pennsylvania, which will be this weekend, June 19th. American Flat Track at Remington Park, Oklahoma City, Oklahoma, which is June 18th and 19th. MotoGP, the Liquamale Motorrad Grand Prix Deutschland at Sachsenring, Germany, June 20th. Moto America at the Ridge Motorsports Park in Shelton, Washington, coming up on June 25th through 27th. GNCC Racing at Snowshoe, West Virginia, June 26th and 27th. And the MXGP of Great Britain coming to Matterley Basin, June 27th. Thank you again to our guests for being with us today, and thank you for tuning in. If you enjoyed this episode, make sure to follow us on your favorite podcast app so you won't miss an episode. And if you have a moment, please rate and review us. We really, really appreciate it. Make sure you're also following us on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram, and visit pitpassmoto.com where you can check out our blog. This has been a production of Evergreen Podcasts. A special thank you to Tommy Boy Halverson, Chris Bishop, producer Leah Longbreak, and audio engineer, Eric Coltnow. I'm Dave, and we'll see you next week. Don't you know that you're a grown-up? 
I'm a grown-up. Me too. Yep, me too. But you know, these days, being a grown-up can really suck. Luckily, we're grown-ups who grew up in the coolest generation. We had video arcades. And also some of the best TV and movies ever made. We lived the origin of awesome consumer electronics. The list goes on and on. Yep, Generation X. Exactly. And we're Gen X Grown-Up. Every week, the Gen X Grown-Up podcast explores media, tech, toys, games, and more from both yesterday and today. Through the eyes of Generation Xers who absolutely love that stuff. You can find us on iTunes or wherever you get your podcasts. Or find us on our website, genxgrownup.com. All right, you think that was good enough? I I hope so, man. I'm tired. (laughs) Who listens to a promo on a podcast and then goes and listens to a different podcast? Right. I've never done it. (laughs) I know, right?